Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally what I would do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Will Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. But I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm tired. My soul is tired, my heart is tired, my mind is tired, everything is tired, I'm exhausted, emotionally, physically, psychologically, mentally, I am bona fide tired, do you hear me? So, I wanted to share with you what my big bro, I adopted him a while back as my big bro, what he had to say to me, because he knows his sister is just plain old tired. Of everything that is taking place in my little video world. So here it goes. What he said was. Hold on, I got to find it. (laughs) I got to find it. So he said. There was a passage that he shared with me. I believe he got it off of an app. And it says, I give my dreams the space to become reality. I believe he got this off of the Calm app. But these are the words that he shared with me. Your dreams can never become a reality as long as you are carrying trauma. Keep casting it off. Keep focusing on building strength, empowerment, and healing. Keep viewing hardships as the solid foundation upon which you stand. Every heartbreak, every disappointment, every time you were shook, all That simply means is what was meant to weaken you, to dilute the strength of your self-perception, has only made you stronger. Know you have your knee. Know that you have your knee on the neck of every, and he put every in all caps, challenge that seeks to beset you. You speak in the air. I am invincible. I am full of purpose and destiny. The spirit of God dwells within me and my purpose makes me invincible. What could possibly destroy me? I am God's word. And it will be fulfilled. 100, no, sorry, 1,000 can fall on your side. Correction. 1,000 can fall on my side. And 10,000 can fall on the other side. And through it all, I stand. And when I heard these words, as I am saying them out loud as I did earlier as I shared them with 
people that I hold near and dear to my heart. It reminded me that sometimes in your lowest of lowest of lowest moments, when you feel utterly alone, when you feel as if you have cried your last tear, when you feel the weight of the world on your heart to the point that it can feel like it's crushing your heart. To the depths of your soul. I believe that's when if you pay close attention and you allow him to do just what he is and be who he is in your life, in your world, in your atmosphere, that he will speak what is necessary through whomever will allow him to, to let you know that he is not leaving you or forsaking you. In this particular moment, when I read that message from my big bro, I understood that even though so much has transpired in my world, individually and collaboratively, that in my moment of brokenness, in my moment of heartache, in my moment of pain and unbelief and disbelief and all of that combined, God saw fit to send someone to let me know it is not for not. It is not in vain. And that my presence, no matter how faint it may seem, is still relevant. Because sometimes when you get deep into the heart of certain experiences, if you're not careful, it can become so easy to throw your hands up and just literally say, I give up. And I'm not even going to say that I haven't done that because there have been a couple of times in my life that I've literally just said, you know what? I'm over it. Truly over it. And just threw my hands up. There's been times that I've been like, let the cards fall where they may. And then there'll be a phone call. Or there'll be a text like the one I just shared. Shout out to my big bro, Keith Moore. <laughs> just in case he hears this, I'm giving him a shout out, showing him some love. <laughs> and so, um, there's always a message in the storm. And sometimes we don't get the message until after the storm is truly passed over. But nevertheless, there's a message in it. So here it is in the wee hours of the morning. I'm unable to sleep. 
and I'm learning that it's in those moments that I can be still, listen to his instructions, trust his instructions, yield to his instructions, and obey. I don't always have to figure it out. I don't always have to understand why certain things are done the way that they're done. I don't even have to have the answers to be told. I just have to be willing, a willing vessel. That's all I got to be. And so I wanted to take a moment to just come on and be completely transparent. These days have been so, so heavy. And then I have a conversation with someone or I'll crack a couple of jokes because that's one thing I've learned. Someone told me that the other day. (laughs) I made a comment. I don't even know if I shared this already, but I'm going to share it again. So I made the comment to someone and I was like, Ever since I made the decision to do my best to be obedient as unto the Lord, I'm paraphrasing y'all because I said I've said so much in these past few days, but this is the gist of it. I said, I just feel like there's been so many trials and tribulations and so much so much when it comes to me. Attacking me, being attacked. (laughs) So many darts I've had to dodge and so many (sighs) things that I've had to just go through. And I was like, I can't recall not one person who has told me that they've made a decision to be a believer. I haven't heard anyone go through the depths of what I've experienced And I was like, not one. No, I've heard all the testimonies like, oh, my God, he's been so wonderful. He's been so amazing. All is well in my life. And I've heard those testimonies. Those are great. I said, but I don't really ever hear anybody talk about the hell, capital H, capital E, capital L, capital L, that they go through as a believer. And then I said, oh. That's right. There was Job. His own spouse said, why don't you just curse God and die? His own friends were like, child, you must have did something wrong because of my uh, all that you going through. You had to do something. Did you curse God? Like what did you do? It did not. We didn't hear you do it. But, you know, there's something that you must have did because. All of this that's happening to you, you done lost your children, you done lost your cattle, you done lost all the things you done worked so hard for, and you pretty much barely making it with your life. You sure you ain't did nothing to, you know, bring all of this on yourself? And yet, even though they questioned his walk with God, even though they challenged him, he was like, <laughs> Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. 
And the irony to me is that God wasn't even slaying him. The enemy had challenged God and said, have, you know, I really kind of want to attack him on a whole nother level, but you got him protected. You got this hedge of protection around him and the way God is, you know, he's, he's still amazing. He was like, have you considered my servant? I thought we just had this conversation, God. I told you, you got this hedge of protection built around him. But have you considered my servant, Job? I mean, you could do anything to him. You just cannot take his life. And I promise you, in this season of my life, I am beginning to believe. Oh, am I beginning to believe that God has had that same conversation with the enemy concerning Teresa Reese. Oh, I am truly wondering if he went to God and said, you know, I've been really, truly thinking about doing this and this and this to her, but you got this hedge of protection around her. I'm starting to wonder if God said, have you considered my servant, Teresa Reese? Because when I am looking at all that is taking place right now in my little world. I'm like, Lord. And I made the comment to my aunt. I know, you know, I try, I try my best, even in the midst of my storms, to find the humor somewhere, somewhere. And I made the comment to her and I said, you know what? I'm starting to believe <laughs> that I had a conversation with God somewhere off in there, somewhere in my past. And I said, I'm starting to believe that there was an agreement made, but I don't recall fully agreeing. And maybe there was like some invisible ink somewhere. And I probably signed on the dotted line, just didn't realize that that's what I was doing. Because the level of adversity that I face, I'm like, did I co-sign for this? I mean, did I do it or not? Was I just not aware or was I not fully mindful? Because I know way back in the day before I kind of knew what it meant to pray for patience. I know I was that guilty party. I do know that much. But some of the stuff that trickles down into my world, I'm like, really? I don't remember saying yeah to this <laughs> I really don't and yet I'm still in the midst of it so what do you do this is one of those seasons where I have literally had to just be completely honest and I've said it time and time again and I'm not playing my soul is tired after a while, and it was a friend of mine I was talking to today, and I said, I just feel like I've been in one battle after the next. And then after that one's over with another one. And I said, I feel like I've just been on the battlefield for a long period of time. She said, you have. Because as long as I've known you, you've been going through something. And so I made the comment to her and I was like, this journey, everything I know happens for a reason. I get it. 
Sometimes you got to be careful with the words that you say, because if you say, if you ask for it, you just might get it. So maybe off in there when I was having a conversation, I might have been so caught up in the spirit, don't even remember the dialogue. But somewhere off in there, I must have said the words. <laughs> Use me, Lord. I mean, I ha that is the only logical, <laughs> the only logical explanation in my little mind in terms of why I would be going through all that I'm going through on any given day. The only thing that makes sense to me is I must have said, use me, Lord. I didn't put no stipulations or nothing because you can't really do that when you talk to God, right? So I, I know I didn't put like any particular stipulation or something on it. All I know is one day I looked up and it felt like the whole world came crashing on my heart. And trying to pick up the pieces afterwards has been, I don't even have the words. I, I don't even have the words for it. Revelational, I guess. I don't know. That might be the wrong word to use, but we're going to use that for now. Because I've delved into a deeper understanding, or at least I've attempted to delve into a deeper understanding of why bad things happen to good people. Why do bad things happen at all? Okay, that's a whole nother episode. But I think about, here it is, here I am going through what I'm going through. And I'm still desiring to be wed one day. And then I wonder, like, am I in boot camp or something? Am I in boot camp to, like, prepare me for trials and tribulations? So that way, whenever I do get married and they come north, east, south, and west, I'm like, I got my full armor on. I am ready for war. I mean, it kind of makes me wonder what kind of <laughs> ministry my marriage is going to be if I'm already going through this in singleness. Uh, Yeah. So... I'm hoping, I'm trying to keep the faith <sighs> that whatever lesson or lessons, let me make that plural, that I am needing to learn, that I learn them. Now, I get that you can't control everything. I get that. And I get that being flexible is very necessary because life is going to happen. I get that. But I am starting to really, truly believe there's got to be a place off in there where if you're going to go through and keep on going 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 through. Like there's got to be a season of rest off in there for you to recover, reset, rejuvenate and prepare for the next battle. And I hear when people tell you, oh, the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. I get that. I so, 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 so get that. But I've also heard that 
we're made in his image. So if I'm made in your image and if you truly dwell within me, when that battle is being fought, who is being used? Nine times out of ten, I'm being used as the vessel. So don't I need time to recover and recuperate and, you know, inquiring minds want to know. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. So I'm grateful for people like my big bro, who when you are literally at that point where you are like, my storage is empty and I am available to you, even though you feel it, you feel like you're available, you want to be available, but your storage is truly empty. Who is going to help fill that storage back up, replenish you, encourage you, hold up your arms while you wait for your answers, for your next instructions, for a word from the Lord that will hold you up, keep you Keep your mind in perfect peace as you keep your mind stayed on him. Who's going to do all of that while you wait for your next battle? Because you know it's coming. <laughs> they always say you either going into a battle, you're in a battle, or you're coming out of one. You need a season to rest. I know you do. Because I'm needing a season to rest. Some of us, I know, have felt like we've been fighting a fight for so long, just waiting for it to end. Well, we ain't got to fight no more. But we still want to be breathing <laughs> after the fight is over. At least I know I do. So in this meantime experience, I'm just going to continue to lean on my friends, my family, and everybody that I know truly cares about my well-being. But I'm tired. My soul is tired. Weary, I feel like don't even, I don't even feel, let's see what weary stands for, because it might mean tired too. Let me see. Let's look that up real quick. What does weary mean? Because even though the Bible says, be not weary and well-doing, honey, I'm already there. So weary, according to the definition. Oh, well, then maybe that's where I'm at. It says weary is feeling or showing tiredness, especially as a result of excessive exertion or lack of sleep. Okay, so that's me. My soul is tired. My soul is weary. It's all in the same, all in the same category. But what does the Bible say? Be not weary in well-doing. For in due season, D-U-E, you shall reap if you faint not. So at this point, I'm trying to do everything I can not to faint so that I can reap and do D-U-E. So what does do mean? Let's look it up for the audience in the back. <laughs> what does do mean? 
do means expected at or planned for at a certain time. So I shall reap a reward if I do not faint. You shall reap a reward if you do not faint. So if you are one of those people that are so weary, but you know that you've been doing well, you know that you've been trying to work as unto the Lord, you know that you've been trying to encourage others, you know that you've been trying to pour into others, you know that you've been trying to take care of your responsibilities and everything that is considered the right thing to do. And yet it feels as if the enemy is trying to fight you on every hand. Be of good courage. Do not faint. Surround yourself. And even if you are like, well, I don't have anybody to pour into me and say anything positive, And I'm sure... I'm sure that there is a ram in the bush. Even now, I'm sure that even if you don't particularly have someone that you can listen to speaking life into you or rejuvenating you or encouraging you, there's a scripture. There's a passage. There's a book. There's something that you can read. That will reinforce and edify you, build you up, give you what is necessary to keep pressing forward, despite what it looks like, despite what it feels like, despite what it sounds like. There's a way. There's some way. You know, like back. Well, I still do it. I don't, I don't even know where I got that from. <laughs> but um, I'll open up the Bible. So what I'll do is. I have my Bible and then I'll say, Lord, I need a word. And then I'll say, wherever the Bible opens up and wherever my finger points to, I'm going to take that as the current message that you have for me. Now, the crazy thing is, I ain't never said this to nobody. I'm going to tell y'all now and be real transparent because that's what we do here. We're, <laughs> we're real and we're wise, raw. R-A-W, real and wise, on this here podcast. So, even though you're probably like, well, she ain't been real wise. Anyway, well, that's a whole nother other podcast. But anyway, <laughs> so what I do, this is what I do. So, I'll point the finger. But this is the confession that I'm, I'm giving y'all. So, that's how I point the finger. And then, <laughs> and then I'll point to something. And I'm like, Lord, whatever I land on, this is the message that you have for me today. But the minute that is something that talks about destruction, <laughs> if it talks about destruction or it talks about God's vengeance or whatever, and I know I've been walking a straight and narrow path, I'm like, I'll just keep on reading until I get to that good word. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, none of that applies. You know, we leading up to what, what you really got for me. That's the one. That's the part of the word I'm going to hold on to. Oh, Lord. Anyway, I, I'm guilty. I know I am. <laughs> but anyway. So if you got to get to that point where you're looking for the good word to hold on to until you get to your next, until you get to your breakthrough, until you get, 
until you are over all that is taking place in your world, if it looks anything or sounds anything like mine, trust me, I can understand why you would be trying to find a good, good word to hold on to until you can get through that storm. Because that's how I feel right about now. <laughs> Truth be told. But anywho, be encouraged. And I probably just came on here to to have pillow talk with y'all for you to understand that you're not the only person going through something. We're all going through something. We all handle it differently. For me, some of what I'm going through, I'm just like, oh, Lord, 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 Lord. Like it's a song. I feel like I'm singing Lord so many times in the day right about now. And it's okay because at least I know who to call on when the going gets real, real tough. But I know he's able. And I know that if I've been brought to it, He's going to get me through it. Now, I don't know how long it's going to take to get me through it. But I do know if if I've been brought to it, I trust him enough to get me through it. And I, I saw a snippet of what someone said. I didn't get a chance to hear everything she was saying because I had all this other stuff going on in my little world. But one thing that I heard this young lady say is think about where you are where you are going to be one year from now so it's pretty much what she was saying was imagine yourself let's say that you are in the valley right now in your world and you can't see how in the world you can get past the valley experience imagine a year from now after you've gone through the valley And now you're on top of the mountain and you're able to look back at the journey that you went on to get you from point A to point B. And you're a different individual. You look at things differently. You handle things differently because of that valley experience. It doesn't always feel good, but the end result will be a reason to rejoice. So, When I think about a lot of my valley experiences, truth be told, that's how my book of poetry, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time, through my poetry, actually manifested. It's because I went through a lot of valley experiences and I wrote those experiences down. When I think about those experiences... This would truly be considered compared to what I had gone through back then. And if I set aside what I'm going through right now, in a, in a general sense, this would be the mountain experience from those experiences. Because now I'm able to have dialogue with one person in particular comes to mind. I'm able to have dialogue with an individual who, in my valley experience, took me through hell. But because I operated in forgiveness and because I'm in a mountain experience concerning that individual, I no longer look at it. I can look at the valley experience and see the joy that came out of me staying the course. 
if that makes sense, because that person is not viewed as my enemy any longer. That person is now viewed as someone that I am able to respect and honor the dynamic of their presence because time, if you allow it, can heal a lot of wounds. And so I don't have that same perspective that I had of this individual when we were going through the valley. Now it's a totally different dynamic. It's a totally different, but I opted to stay the course. I did not make a permanent decision based off a, a, a temporary circumstance. Circumstance, And so because I did not do that, I'm able to see the mountain top concerning that experience. So there are a lot of things that I went through, which is what helped me birth my book of poetry. Now I'm in a whole nother season of my life. And even this might be a child, this might be a sequel to a strong will of mine. If I can, well, I already know I'm going to get through it because, you know, God, there's a promise there and I'm pursuing the promise. So I'm good. I'm good. And I may have to say that a thousand times in a day until one day I wake up and I believe that I'm good. You may have to say that to yourself if you're in a valley experience right now. You may have to say over and over again, I see myself on that mountaintop until you begin to literally see it come to pass. It may hurt you the whole time you're uttering those words. Your heart may be feeling like it's bleeding all over again while you're uttering those words. But eventually, if you say it long enough, fast enough, strong enough, you're going to look up and you're going to be on that mountaintop. So that is something that I'm having to go through. And I will have to continuously recite it over and over again until it becomes my reality. Because I'm not trying to stay in the valley indefinitely. I'm sure you're not trying to stay in the valley indefinitely. So we will have to keep having that mountaintop conversation with ourselves and the people that are around us who will remind us of the mountaintop. Like my big bro said, say that I am invincible. And pretty much what I got from that is it could be another word for you. For him, the word was invincible. For you, it could be, I am more than a conqueror. For you, it could be, I am a winner. I am not a loser. For you, it could be, I am an overcomer. You choose the word that you need to get you through your valley experience. It could simply be, I am a survivor. I'm going to survive this. I will overcome. Whatever your word is, speak those things that be not as though they are. Keep speaking those things over yourself until you believe it. Because eventually what will happen is that the more that you repeat it, eventually it will become a part of you. What is your word? What is your word? So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you for listening.